You're listening to the New Old Heads podcast, shot live every Tuesday at twitch.tv slash newoldheads and released every Thursday at noon via bringingdowntheband.com. The show is brought to you by Coleman Dental, Infinity, Indie CD and Vinyl. Support the show directly by becoming a member at patreon.com slash newoldheads. You are now tuned in to the New Old Heads podcast. I am Major 7. The crew is in the building, starting off with my man Jay Moore, fresh to death. I see you. Exclusive joint. How are you, sir? No, it's you know, a little something I picked up. Okay. I ain't no. counting your pockets now. But, I ain't uh, in your business. No, you literally no. count his pockets every I don't. Man. <laughs> I didn't ask him about nothing, but the jersey's nice. That's all. No, no. It's a, you know, it was a vintage <laughs> piece. Uh, yeah. CCM was still making the practice jerseys. I ain't mad at that, bro. Uh, you know, so I had to I had to grab a piece of uh, St. Louis Blues history. That's, I like that. Rep where you from. Yeah, exactly. Patchwork game is high. I see you on the right shoulder. Okay. So, yeah. If you see, if look, if you, for you jersey collectors, if you see something that's still, you can get something that still says CCM. Yeah. Or Coho. That's a big deal. So grab those because the coho ones are nice because there's not a lot of boot. There's basically no bootlegs of them. Okay. A lot of, a lot of bootlegs out here right. for, for you jersey collectors. And the thing is, I see when I go to sporting events, I see a lot of you in these fake jerseys. And it needs, oh, that's it what we're doing? Okay. It okay. needs to stop. Your letters are too shiny. I can tell you got oh, that from China. Man. You know what I'm saying? There's no such thing as getting uh, an NFL jersey for twenty nine ninety nine. I feel It you. doesn't work like that. Sometimes we got to address things. Bring back booing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Stop, Some stop. people are just out here frugal with it, man. Uh, yeah, frugal is one thing. Yeah, you know, but when you just got to get a good, a good uh, fake at yeah, least. Yeah, but you know, if you can be at around, pull, me, at least be able to pull it off. Yeah, gotta nah, be able to do that. If that's once again, the do. numbers are too shiny. They're too small. Yeah, you know, it, it, your jersey smells funny when you wash it. Dang, you need to stop. Yeah, I'm cardboard I'm behind the stitching. Mm-hmm. That's the sign well, not, too. Not actually cardboard. It's like uh, you know, like. The back page of a yeah. notebook. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what's in there. Yeah, that's because when um you know when I I get my jerseys and I'm, it looks like something I want to pick up. I, sometimes I feel like the price is too good, and I'll ask said seller. I was like, could you please send pictures of that uh, turned inside out? Mm-hmm. And then I see it and I'm like, oh I'll no pass. thank you. Yep. No thank you. Why not, bro? I, I'll knock off forty dollars on the price. I was like, yeah, because you selling a knockoff. Yes, my man longevity. How are you, sir? Great. How are you? Doing great, buddy. Good to see you as always. Thank you. Good to see you too. All right. <laughs> oh man, DJ J did. What's happening, man? Salutations, man. Everything good? Everything's great. Everything's kosher and oh. copacetic. Oh. All of that good stuff, you know. Some history was made in the state of Indiana this week. What's that? So DJ Long Green, shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Kind of spearheaded a proclamation to get blending notified as Pretty much an Indianapolis thing. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. With the assistance of Top Speed. Okay. Lex Luthor, he was there. Mm-hmm. Amongst other DJs, just as far as the history of DJing in Indianapolis, Indiana, or Indiana as a whole, uh, we all know that our style is very, or it's, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's grown and it's become accepted everywhere. And even outside of Indianapolis, Midwest too. It's It's a, you know, I can speak to it being something, you know, in St. Louis, if you, if you can't blend two records together. That's why, you know, when I came here, I was like, okay, these DJs get it. Because I've been, I remember I went to Nashville one time. Mm-hmm. I was like, what are y'all doing down? And this is on the radio. Like, y'all got on the radio doing this? Yeah, that's what Nothing they against do. Nashville. Nothing, love the city. Yeah. You know, there's probably some, some nice uh, selectors down there, but there's a difference between able to, you know, make these mixes happen for real. And that's yeah. really a Midwest thing. Cause, Definitely. Because even when, uh, shout out to my man, uh, DJ Cut worked with him when I was at uh, at what was then Clear Channels, now iHeart. He was one of the DJs that started Power 105 before the before the Breakfast Club. He was on with Ed Lover in the morning. And he'd get out there 
and take that Midwest out. Uh, they were so used to people just getting bombs and and, and sirens and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, to hear someone actually blending records. Yeah, they were like, "Whoa, whoa, what are we doing here? What's this?" Do, do it's like even uh, the mixtape game. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Facts. I, I don't know anybody. <clears throat> That that makes mixes and blend tapes like we do here in the city, honestly, and that that's just how I feel about it from experience. I remember one time my cousin from California was in town, and uh, I was messing around back then with turntables. I hadn't actually become a DJ, but he was like, "What did you just do?" And that's just how we came up. We knew blend. That's just what we own. He was like, "How did you put them?" songs together like that i'm like this is what we do that's that's what we do he's like that's crazy dude he's like y'all call those mixtapes like i'll start planning stuff he's like a mixtape back home is just a song after a song after Mm -hmm. a song somebody curated somebody curated their own playlist it's a playlist but let's i've I've heard mixtapes from places and they're just playing songs and letting them ride out and somebody starts talking over them i'm like these are not mixed why why do you why do y'all think this concept that we're talking about do you think it's underappreciated? I don't think it's underappreciated because Not I now. think a lot of people try to mimic it now. Okay. And then it it, it evolved. And I'm, I won't even necessarily say evolved because this particular style I don't necessarily like is when they do mashups, so to speak. It's almost like a different term, but it's when they, they take something that probably shouldn't go together and put it together. It doesn't sound the same to me, though, like, style-wise. Trying to force it to work? No, it's not forcing. It's just a different type. Okay. So blending is more natural. It's like almost like you're cooking something. You're blending it all together, and you have this final product that, that sounds the way it sounds. You know what I'm saying? If you're familiar with it from where we're from. But, I mean, everybody's trying to do it now. And I, for them to recognize it as a proclamation that it's something that originated here and in the Midwest, I think that's pretty solid. That's yeah, and there's like a day... But the, I think it's August 5th. I don't know. There is this particular day that's like a, a, well, day. Whatever. It's a day what in the city Monday? now. What was Monday? It's the 7th. The 7th. So I okay. believe it's the 7th. Yeah. So that's cool. I don't know if I understand what the difference between a mashup and a... I mean, when I think of a mashup, it just sounds like... It's like... Uh, to me, blending to what you're saying is just like two songs that kind of blend together. And you leave one of them and then you blend into another one. Mm-hmm. A mashup always seems... I've always thought a mashup was like multiple Elements. blends on top of each other. Mm, well, is that not quite what it is? When, when I first heard of mashups, it was more like, um, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out a way, good way to explain it. Because I can hear it in my head, mm-hmm. but I can't really put into words what it is. Is it more so like just like dropping the song on, it's like both songs playing it full at the same time as opposed You're to kind of going back and forth. Okay, so it's like you, one of the volumes is maybe a little lower and then you bring one up or something like yeah, that like so it might be like a vocal of this rock and roll song mm-hmm. and then the vocals will drop out and then it'll be the vocals of the other song that is that's playing but it's like a far off song almost mm-hmm. i don't know it's different it's not it's not a blend gotcha so to i gotta speak. look that up now now i, I didn't know up. that blending wasn't like a you know national thing no i just didn't know that i mean i've been to many places where the djs i just thought they sucked which in my opinion that blend being able to yeah, mix and scratch together. I, didn't, I didn't realize how much it's a midwest thing until i went somewhere else mm-hmm. because when i went to i was in i don't know phoenix arizona and i went out one night completely different in terms of what Terry's talking about, is more closer to what Jay Moore was talking about with the bombs and the sirens. And I mean, that's more East Coast. Yeah. But what, but when I heard out there, when I heard it out there, it was no blending at all. Not like the seamless blend that we used to hear that he's talking about. Well, they might, you know, because I know some DJs, they don't blend, but it, they know how to 
cut the song and then bring the next one in. They just have a sense of rhythm and uh, on the beat. Uh, yeah, drop it on the beat. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, but you know. That'll be me when I try to practice. Uh-huh. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold. And you know, I mean, there's probably somebody you know listening now who's like, "Well, my city does." I, where's your proclamation at? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. You, yeah, you know, where's your proclamation? Yeah. So yeah. I'm not trying to say I, no, but that, you're right. Though. That is that you know we we depend on proclamations, but you know if you felt that strongly about it, you know where's your DJ community that made sure it Come happened? Come on, I stand on it. I mean, look, Indianapolis has an extremely rich, very rich DJ community. Absolutely, and Agreed. it might be one of the most well-rounded communities that we have in the, in the arts field mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. Like mm-hmm. it, that might be one of our strongest suits and it's because of all the DJs that were here and, mm-hmm. you know, um, the pioneers that paved the way. People yeah, willing to teach done. and people willing to. I mean, we have a boom. DJ school. Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? Literally. And yeah. I, I have people, I know I have so many friends at DJ, especially on the East coast when I was living out in Maryland, became friends with a lot of guys that are dope DJs and they respect the DJs here. And I'm talking about openly, like they're like, man, I, y'all got a handful, more than a handful of dudes that really get down. Ladies too, like the, it's the culture it's, is very well respected. It's a vibe. Like when they when they talk about a vibe, mm-hmm. literally anytime somebody from out of town is at any party that I've DJed or uh, any of my um, uh, friends have DJed, they always come up to you at the end and be like, man, this is really tight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This this sounds different yep. than what I hear back home. This would work. Like, I'm telling you, if y'all did this here, it would do these type of numbers. They literally tell you that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But everybody here, we're so used to it that this is just how we are. Now, you know I will say that going to Chicago many times. I've definitely witnessed this in Chicago a lot as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so Midwest. It's, it's a Midwest thing. Midwest you know? thing. Yeah. yeah. I agree 100% because there, there's some guys up there that were in Chicago, especially when I lived there, yeah. that were amazing. But I was used to it, so I could That's just appreciate I mean. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you 100% on that. I just thought um, it was a thing. And then whenever I heard somebody that couldn't do it, I'd be like, why are you even up there? Yeah. And it's weird when, you, when, you're, when you're in that environment and you hear the opposite. Mm-hmm. It just feels weird because we almost take it for granted. Yeah. As a DJ, you're critiquing everybody anyway, so. Yeah. Especially yeah. out of town. It's like, ah, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I have heard trash DJs from mm-hmm. here. That, is that, that hard? just slam tracks? Is that hard to turn but, off? You know, it's hard to you know mm-hmm. what they they don't have a lot of room to move because they don't. The, the good DJs look, and, 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 and to be honest, I don't see those people out anymore. Yeah, and, 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 and know, the thing the short, is, I'm not you know not just trying to say, but there are people on on national level who, when they come here, they want to make their pilgrimage, if you will. I know that's putting a lot on it. They want they want they're here on a Tuesday night. They want to come to coaches. Facts. Mm-hmm. They want to play at coaches. Yeah, and. You know, the the real test is do you get invited back to coaches? Exactly. There's some people who played. I haven't been invited back. They, so. have, <laughs> they haven't been invited your situation, back. Your situation bl- was a little I different. I heard they blame COVID on you. Yeah, yeah yours is a little <laughs> different. It's kind of, yeah. I mean. I, That's right, was, you were the last person to play. Before, I was. Last guest before COVID. Yeah, yeah. I think I did pretty good, too. I, think, I yeah, thought I you did, it, did got, good as well. I got footage. You did a good job. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> is that hard to turn off your DJ ears when you go out of town? Yeah, like when you go out of town, if you go to a event. Absolutely. Or, I don't think it's something that you want to turn off. No. No, no. I'm just asking, like, I know I'm wired to hear stuff. I can't change that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know from a DJ's perspective, is it the same is it the same thing? Uh, you can't turn it off. I mean yeah. it's it's kinda embedded in you. You can hear stuff that somebody else isn't hearing because you listen differently. Mm-hmm. True. You know what I'm saying? So True. No, you, you can't turn it off. And when you venture outside of, you know what I'm saying, the Midwest yeah. is is a different ball game. And it's it's kinda weird because it's like, how are y'all actually having fun of this? 
Yeah. No, I, I mean. You just look, don't know no better. Because, yeah. you know, you can tell somebody who, you know, if they DJ here, they got on because they knew somebody or they were somebody's husband, a brother, a cousin. Wait, that actually happened? Look, no, I, 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 it, <laughs> remember I went to like this AKA event, one, one of their one of their events they had here in the city. And you could tell it was somebody's like uncle, cousin, or brother was up there DJing because it was the DJ was Baby terrible. Daddy. The MCing was terrible. Mm. It was all bad. And I was like. I mean, I I, I, it, I was trying not to turn my nose up at the vibe. So they threw somebody a bone, a couple people yeah, a bone. Yeah, somebody, huh? somebody got a hookup because they, they're all the DJs in the city and you got on uh, DJ Cat in a hat with the Fisher <laughs> Price set up. Filth and, on filth. Yeah, just up there and a dude just saying whatever because he's he, he's so happy to have a microphone in his hand. He's See, not, he don't, that, he that's what care, consumed him. He don't care about the vibe of the party. That's right? what so. consumed him. I have a microphone. Nah. This is my show. Not the event. It's not about the event. I have a microphone. Y'all about to get this work. Nah, I remember texting Jay Moore, he hadn't made it to coaches one time. <laughs> like, where are you at? <laughs> Somebody had took the mic. Just up there. It was just up there. It happened one time, and I walked in, all of a sudden, people started clapping. <laughs> I was like, this can't be for me. Hmm. Yeah, it's to get this fool off the stage. Is yeah, what it I is. was like, all right. Well, it's for you, too, but it's more about yeah, getting it's, that it's fool off the about, stage. I, I would tell people, um, if you're going to have somebody MC for you, like, you tell them. You tell them what you're supposed. Tell them what they're supposed to do. Exactly. Like they're not supposed to be trying to outshine the DJ. Mm-mm. Not ever. Yeah, you're supposed to be that, up there trying you, to rap either. It's up there. Like you're trying to. It, if you just go, since we're set talking about the 50 years. Yeah. The, the MC was not at the forefront. The yeah. MC's job was to say, look at this guy and talk about how good he is. Mm-hmm. Right. That was what you were supposed to be doing. Yeah. That's you why DJ to- Jazzy Jeff uh, is in front of uh, Fresh Prince. That's why Eric B is in front of Rakim. There you go. The MC, the MC does not come first. Look and at y'all podding with y'all history, okay? And if, and if, okay. You, were, and if you were an, an, an MC, a host, whatever you like to call it, and you're rocking the party, and you up there trying to outshine the DJ, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Coke LaRock, right? Got an article about him. He uh, he, he'd be up there being like, bigging up the DJs and bigging up the people in there and mm-hmm. selling weed on the side. There you go. <laughs> you get what you get. Look, his name was Coke LaRock. Get Dang. that bread now. Get that bread. He literally told you twice what he had on deck. <laughs> <laughs> he told you twice. <laughs> told you twice. Yeah. You, so. If you can't get it by the you, name you, by now, but the name Coke LaRock. He told you you can get the harder, you can get the solids. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid if you don't get it after that point. So he did, in fact, he probably didn't want to be in the forefront. Right. You know, <laughs> gangsters moving silent. So, what's your, so what you got, brother? You didn't hear my name, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, calm down. Calm down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, let's talk Coke. Huh? The Rock. Um, Coke the Rock. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't Coke that who he was talking about? He, talk, he mentioned him earlier, but there's an article. There's some recent about Coke the Rock. Oh, oh okay. well, would you look at that? Yeah, Interesting. Man. First thing I do is I say, would you look at this? Yeah, so oh, Coke the Rock is upset yeah. and is looking for some royalties. Uh-huh. Uh, Would you look it, at that? Well, shoot, me too. <laughs> and it's all based off the OG uh, party on Cedric back in 73, the initial hip hop party. He says there People were. People weren't even alive. Never mind, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's 68 now, Bronx native. He said a couple of his lines were taken and put into famous records, and he should be compensated for those, for some of his lines that were used. And he's looking for royalties now. Uh, based upon like what he was saying at the parties or something literally like he was at the party and one of the lines that he said was his was uh, he said you rock you don't stop and this is him at the party and then that turned out to be in Planet Rock so he's saying I'm seeing the, seeing the uh, hip hop museums pop up and all this type of stuff and Herc and all these guys are the, the founders and the creators I was at the party 
some of the stuff that I was spitting turned out in, and popped up in records years later. Another one was the uh, the line about, let's see, he has two good ones. The hotel line and his in Rapper's Delight. Hotel, motel. Yeah, so he said he originally said, hotel, motel, you don't tell, we won't tell. Yep. And then he says. It goes on from there too. Yep. So he said, that's me. So he was at the party on the mic rocking. He's known to do that. Long just talked about, you know, we talk about MCing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, it was like hotel, motel, you don't tell, we don't tell, da 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 da. Like he actually, he actually references this specific line in the hip hop uh, evolution documentary. Yes, like he says it in the documentary. Music's not stopping. The rocks are dropping. The champagne is flowing. The freaks should be going. Hotel, motel, you don't tell, we don't tell. And he has a lawyer, and the lawyer. Um, this young lady that was a lawyer says, well, did you record this on like an eight track or something back in the day where we could use it as, you know, evidence or whatever? And he, he doesn't have a recording of it, but she says he still might have a chance because copyright exists from the date of the creation, not from the date that you file your copyright registration. But he still has to be able to prove that that's he, the part that, that he did it. That's the part that's going to be hard. That's why mm-hmm. the recording of it is so important. Can you can you guys do you guys kind of feel where he's coming from being that that party is so iconic and that those two records are so iconic him being there and using some of his bars that turned out to be late turned out in those records later i kind of feel him but i don't know if he has a leg to stand on technically how, I mean, how do y'all feel about it i i, I mean i i can i think that yes i feel for him okay but i don't know if i like if something like jay morris has a whole bunch of stuff on the mic what if one of that ended up in a record would you I, you know That's what I mean? a good like, comparison. That's a very good comparison. Yeah, it's what you do, literally. That, so. and, but also, I think about like I, you know, I, I didn't. Even, it's unconscious of me, but like you know, as I when I when I know Metronome is about to bring the record back in, I'll say as we proceed, proceed. like, and if you don't tip. Yeah, yeah. that's a big one yeah that's, that's a, big a big one, one. but then like what if like because you know i listened to uh you know biggies who shot you and on on there puffy's like as we proceed right you know that's right mm-hmm. what if like you know something happens and then like uh puffy's like yo i need a i need a nickel for every time you say that and, right you right. know <laughs> i mean but but these but also but he's talking about things he said that were the basis of records that went that on to part. be huge hits and like True. you know because even then like you can take it to when nwa says you know they they flip that you know i'll take up to a hotel yeah, yeah. to the how to the, that's been flipped more than once mm-hmm. you know even the, even if it's a song like chingy's holiday in you know you could you can i mean say if you want to go through the layers was, you could go through, you layers, go through layers of this yeah. and be like oh he's old from all if he said these things and maybe they can maybe Yo, cassidy's first single yeah cassidy maybe, good point maybe if it wasn't recorded, but there are people who can testify that he did say these things. And, you know, there was somebody at the party that heard these things and said, hey, let's let's take a little of that. We'll go ahead and, and embellish it and I think and create something larger that we can package and sell. It's the party. It's the magnitude of the party, how the party is looked at now. Plus those two records, yeah, as a, being as iconic as they are, so I, I feel mean, that flyer. That flyer is still floating around for that party. Yes, yes, and I'm sure there are a lot of witnesses that are still alive that can attest that he did it. I think honestly, it would come down to people that want to, out of the strength of paying homage to him, throw him some bread. I mean, he's 68 years old. Yeah, he's a he's a pioneer to the game. Uh, there was no money in it when he did this. I mean, this, this was all love and, and fellowship at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, he was 18 when all this went down. He wasn't thinking about getting a lawyer nah. and copywriting. And I like that he said. Exactly. Copywriting the, his rhymes that he said at a party. Right. I like that he said it's really about 
you know, him getting some bread for his grandchildren. So he mentioned that. So his approach is, I mean, it's about him and his recognition. If he just said, I want some bread from me, I wouldn't have been mad. Right. No, no I, I'm just saying, I think it's dope that he mentioned okay. his I mean, grandchildren cool, on like, top of, you know, you know, him getting his dues as well. I'm not mad at that. It's kind of like the same, same instance with older NBA players mm-hmm. when their contracts weren't the same as they are now. A lot of them have to go through stiff, different steps in uh, loops in order to be able to survive right and they they do have like a fund for those type people and i think somebody was talking about this at one Bowie, i think was one of the people that was talking about having like a commission of hip-hop artists that mm-hmm. that paid into a union of some kind or something you yeah, remember that conversation show. Yeah. yeah so something like this i think that would be good for for those those type of artists that have uh, paved the way or have contributed to the art of hip hop and they were never paid for it. And we always talk about how Jay-Z says he's overcharging for what they did to Cold Crush because they weren't making any money back then and it's evolving to what it is now. So, yeah. You know, Chuck D is, is always mentioned piggyback off what you said about Bow Wow <clears throat> trying to put something together. LL giving equity, uh, equity and rock, rock the bells, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, to the OGs. That's a form of it. But the actual union concept, I remember we did talk about it. This is the prime example, Terry, to your point of how this how it will work. Kind of. You don't think you. I mean, you think there's. I don't know how you. Why it would make sense? Not necessarily. I uh, think it work uh, maybe in the future. No, yeah. In the future, it makes sense, right? There's no game plan put together, right. but why it would make sense for them to sit down and come up with something? Yeah, yeah. I like makes sense. Yeah, I, I see your point. Yeah, I, I I can feel him. I mean, I understand all that, but I don't know how. I feel like realistically, it's just a legal battle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It I, seems I don't like think, it's hard to make this stick. And it's man. one of those things like, yeah, sure, he had some sort of influence over one thing, but then had influence over another thing. But I don't think that you can say, I don't think you can get anything from the thing that had influence from the other thing. You know, like it's like a step because if it was literally a part of the culture, that's kind of like here, like phrases that people only in, in Indianapolis, Indiana say Naptown stuff, mm-hmm. like how you what and out the gate, things like that. Like who gets paid for that if something were to transpire to where it was, right. you know what I'm saying? Like if somebody pop off or a, something, even like a dance, yeah. like somebody's like, oh yeah, that originated here. So it yeah. had to originate with somebody. And then, you know, when you try to copyright the dance and say, oh, and you know, cause it, it winds up being on a world stage Fortnite. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the whole thing with Fortnite. And then it's like, uh, how are we supposed to pay somebody for that? And you can't prove it. And this, that, and the third. And, mm-hmm. Anybody can get it. Yeah. Like Carl, the Carlton hit. dance. Carlton, how he yeah. was trying to get paid, yeah. even though he, which know. I believe he should have, but he, no, never, I, you know, he, he, he never got that check. Because. Yeah, he didn't. That's not his dance. We just, oh, it isn't. You right? Yeah, we I just corrected. You right? You right? Dark video. Yeah, we just made it the right. Carlton dance. Yeah. And and the, the the things that we are talking about right now are what make this conversation so challenging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and why you know, like the creation. That's why it's so important to actually take care of your legal stuff. It's like a, you know, it's, as Jay Moore always says, it's a cautionary tale. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not, there's nothing that he could have done, but it's mm-hmm. just like he got left behind. And, you know, it would be, I think that to your point, Terry, I think the only way that this actually becomes something is if people that are a part of the culture do something for him in that right. aspect. Yeah. Now, maybe, maybe, who knows? Maybe he makes some money off of it, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I think, I don't really I think see it, even if he gets, I can't speak for him, obviously, none of us can, but. Mm. I mean, if he gets his flowers and he's added to something, 
that is commemorative just like a or hip hop. Yeah, like there's something that's yeah. tangible for him to get his flowers. Right? Yeah. That would be cool. I, I think that would be dope. It's not the bread, but it's still the recognition. Because you know what I'm saying. My guess is that it, what they would try to do is sue for a percentage of how much a song had made up to now up to a point and then can then also have points on said record residuals yeah mm-hmm. that's and I, I don't know maybe that's not a bad thing but that again do those records even still make a ton of money like that all I mean, it takes is for one of them to wind up in a like TikTok. we talked about in a, in a video game or that's in a true. movie trailer that is true that you is know, true especially in a big movie you true. know yeah. JJ Fad saw true. a nice check when Sonic the Hedgehog came out and they put Supersonic in, in, the, in the movie and in the trailers that's true I mean we were talking about uh, we, you were just talking about the score for uh, the video games the show isn't it mm-hmm. the show MLB the show and we, yeah. we also mentioned Jay Moore you talked about the Transformers movie the music director yeah. Like how much stuff they played from the nineties in that movie. Oh yeah. Like those are checks. Yeah. You know, it, those are big because it L- was huge. L-L cool Jay probably got a nice check. Wu Tang. Uh Biggie. Like it's almost Biggie. it's a nineties hip hop mixtape. Yeah. It's Absolutely. all through that movie. Yeah. yeah. So to it's your not point, a bad movie either. No, no I like I enjoyed it. No, yeah, no, I, enjoyed I, it. I watched it again just to make sure I wasn't tripping. You know, sometimes you gotta do that. It was good. For us to so, be yeah, shout man. Out shout out shout out to him. They ain't I, doing Barbie numbers, but it was good. <laughs> I understand where he's coming from. He didn't, he doesn't seem bitter, but, but he he just wants to. It's just a lot of people from that era, yeah, who were there, the pioneers. That just look. I don't know if Grandmaster Kaz ever got his songwriting credit for you know basically writing Big Bang Hanks lyrics on Rappers Delight. Right. I don't think any the of point. them wrote their lyrics on. That no, song. I don't think so. You know. I mean that's that was the story that they didn't. So. Yeah. I mean, it speaks to Lone. You know, talking about the this this because so many again, levels to this. What's what's, so what's Big Bang Hank? I mean, what's what's Grandmaster Cass? You know, what's he going to do? Go get a lawyer and make sure that right. he gets his points in his publishing. Like there was no record, there was no hip hop record industry at the time. Yeah, none. It put my man, it put my man in something that's uh that can be remembered and that's just tangible for him and give him some flowers. Um, I think that would that would be dope. I'm not mad at it. I hope he can find something that will at least make him feel good about it. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, yeah. I mean, he was there. And like Terry said, that flyer and all that, that's an iconic moment. It always yeah, has You can been, literally so. buy that flyer and on a t-shirt right now. And I'm yeah. sure they're not getting any. Yeah, the other person, whoever, you know, I don't want to say graphic designer that hooked right. up that flyer, but whoever, you know, made it. And I, I guarantee you they're not seeing anything off that. It's off just that like uh, my boy that bought that uh, sold the Wu-Tang logo. Yeah. You yeah. know. Man, imagine that low, paperwork. Man, that's a whole nother conversation because you know, a lot of people didn't lost a lot of bread off that game. Facts. Then you facts. see the logo being now the logo is on T-shirts you can buy at Target. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Run DMC logo. All, all that stuff that was underground and just kind of pushed mm-hmm. to the margins at one point now is mainstream. It's crazy. Yeah. Imagine getting a get, you can get, get a Biggie shirt at Old Navy. Sure can. Yeah. Mind you, I worked at Old Navy back in the day, and they didn't want to play hip hop music in the store. At least the one I worked at, mm-hmm. like you would oh. get a hip hop tape to play in the store for the month. Like every month there was mm-hmm. a new tape. They would play that tape one or two days and then put an old one back on because they didn't want to play the hip hop joint. Mm-hmm. I believe you. But now we're selling Biggie t-shirts in Old Navy. I saw there's a limited edition of uh, Brooklyn Lager that, you know, has, you know, the notorious B.I.G.'s like silhouette on it. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I've seen one, they had one with... At one point with uh, with Budweiser, and it's like you just don't know. You, this is why you got to take care of your paperwork early. Mm-hmm. 
because just, just go to Amazon and look at the multiple. They'll use your image, shirts, and like likeness, and and guess whose image they don't mess with because they're they're copywritten and and licensed. Disney and sports teams, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because they mess with it. A little they got bit, the money but, to do it, but they but don't let them catch you. Yeah, because they will come after you and take every look there. Uh, if you know anything about uh, Nintendo as a company, other than, you know, if you like playing the games or whatever, mm. this is the only company I'm sure will just come out and sue little children. Mm. So you don't <laughs> you don't play with their intellectual property at all. Like there are people who have made like there's somebody who made like a, a fan made game. That they try to get a version of Super Mario Brothers to work on a Commodore 64. And Nintendo was like, if you don't take this off the internet, there is somebody right now who had a, a, a ROM site where they just had a whole bunch of Nintendo games Make, on there. Well, and, that was a real, never mind. And like, basically, this dude is going to be paying Nintendo until the day he dies. Wow. What? Because he, he, he got sued by Nintendo. And like, just a guy who wanted to host some old games on a server for people to play. Like, so there are some people, that once it gets to that point, you gotta understand, there are people who do not play with their intellectual property. Distribution. Yeah. Yeah, that's dang. They got buddy on the. They because like they sued him. Every game that he had up was a count. Wow. What? Yes. So he had like hundreds of games up. That's what they used to say back about torrents back in the day. Like mm-hmm. it's one thing if you download it; it's another if you, like, once you download it. You allow other people to Pirate. download it from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where oh, you ran into the issue because they yep. would come after you if you did that. So and it was just taking bits and pieces. Yeah, and then torrenting—that's why it was tricky because it's pulling data from a whole bunch of different people, mm. not just one person. Right. So, huh. but yeah, that's why people were having uh, their servers like in other countries and Pirate Bay was like yeah. in Russia or just in multiple, Pirate yeah. Bay. Yeah, I used to be on there Back all the time. Oh man. <laughs> All they would do is just the change, the, the uh, <laughs> change the end of it. I haven't been on that in a very, very long very time. Very long Is that time. even a thing anymore? I don't know. I'm look, not even sure. Look, I, Jay, of all people, Jay Brookins put me on it back in the day, talking about torrents. Yeah. And uh, and then that's, that's how I got Marvel vs. Capcom 2 for Xbox. Man, listen. You get hype when you see that thing. And, then, and I was thing like, come there's in. no way it could be this easy and it worked. It was absolutely easy. Uh, but it worked perfectly. And I never yeah. got a virus from it. Nope. Oh, you're a lucky one. I never did either. Yeah. It, it wasn't Lime. It wasn't like Lime. Lime Wire was different. Lime Wire like, got me on one of my computers. Mm-hmm. Lime Wire got everybody. But uh, them torrents, it was kind of. If you read them I right, never had, you, I never you could almost one. you could almost tell if it was a good link. Yeah. If you knew how to read it. Yeah. You, you never got got long. Nope. Never. Wow. Good well, for so, you. You know, you was in there trying to. You know, when you were in there downloading stuff, you know you had no business downloading. Who me? Why you put my business out there like that? <laughs> Oh, hit dog you know holler, don't well, he? Just, <laughs> just, 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 just approved it. Yeah, yeah why you trying to put my business out? Then there. I, I would let them torrent. I, I would let mine torrent for a little while, and I would stop it. Like I wouldn't let it just keep pulling for mine. I was kind of selfish. People have no idea the things people went through to get games and music and things. Look, when you when you set it up to where people can, um, I always say like. One of the biggest mistakes the music industry made is they tried to put the toothpaste back in the tube when all of a sudden Napster came out. They're like, nope, nope, just stop this. Stop this. Go to the store. Buy the CD, seventeen ninety nine. You know, um, That's a legit Steve, price, when, too. You know, the thing is when Steve Jobs came along and was like, look, uh, I'll make it easier for you to buy one song than to try to steal it. Yeah. That's what, you know, 
at a certain point, at a certain point, I'd be like, I, I could go through the rigmarole to try to steal this song, but it's much easier for me to just pay the ninety nine cents and buy it. Um, changed and, everything. Changed everything. And so, like, I think movies, you know, the Hollywood was like, okay, we, the the toothpaste is out of the tube. We got to find. We have to adapt, as opposed to shaking our finger at people and trying to get them to um, go back to an old style of consuming content. You know, it's. I don't know how it's really working out for them now because they're dealing with this strike and they don't want to pay nobody. Um, but I think that's that's something they try to adapt to a little bit better than the music industry because the music industry was like, we'll just sue Napster and shut down the service. And no, once people wanted, got found a way to get a song at you know when it was immediately available, like it was for kids listening right now. I always talk to kids because I assume they're listening maybe one or two. There was a time where you might hear a song on the radio and you'd still have to wait maybe a month, month and a half for it to Facts. be available either on the full album or for them to put a single out. Facts. You know, it wasn't this thing. Oh, I love that song. Where can I listen to it in my leisure? It's like, no, if you don't hear it again on the radio, you don't get to hear it. That's why I'm getting mad when the DJ comes in at the end of my tape as I'm trying to record this song. <laughs> can we, uh, <laughs> can we shout out the partners real quick? Uh, yeah. Yeah, why not? Thanks to our partners. Dr. Coleman of Coleman Dental is our go-to dentist. He's a longtime Indianapolis arts and music supporter located right in Broad Ripple. Printfinity is a screen printing shop based in Indianapolis, owned and operated by our own DJ J. Diff. Our good friends at Indie CD and Vinyl operate one of the best record stores in North America. Shop new and used in their site or visit them in person. And the best way to support the new old heads is to visit our Patreon and become a member for as little as three bucks a month. All details on newoldheads.com. Welcome back. Yeah, new development. Thanks. Okay. All right. Thanks for welcoming back. Oh, you're welcome. No. Oh, um, ice cream. <laughs> just, gang. Just a small, small thing. We missed out on that bread. Not sure if you um, saw this, but uh, the uh, they sentenced Tory Lanez today. Oh, yeah. What was the same years? <laughs> Ten years. Ten years for his feet stuff. Look, hey. Hey. I don't know who his lawyer is, but I don't. You know why? You, terrible. Why you didn't take a plea? When the person that was shot was going to show up to court and say that you shot them. And I don't know what you think thought was going to happen uh, with this. I think not taking the stand. I think 10, yo, I think 10 years is, is a lot, but at the same time, like it's, it's, it's LA and you had an illegal gun in California league. They don't play with handguns and you, and you're a foreigner. True. A dirty foreigner. <laughs> that's right. These Canadians need to stop coming down wow. here. You know, that's right. Shooting our black queens in the feet. Stop all that. <laughs> and, I, I, that'll, that'll, that'll learn him. That and, is and it'll learn anybody coming through Canada in the future. You cannot have the Thule on you when you're in California. And don't shoot nobody in the feet if you don't want to get caught up in the system. Technically, that, Canadians are Americans. They are. Technically. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. They ain't got no social security number. They get are. them out of here. My wife is from South America, so I, I you know. Man. They are Americans. Ten but, I know what you mean. <laughs> but I know it's They're not citizens of the United States of America. <laughs> exactly. The United States. Yeah, United Talk to States. him, Jay Moore. Jay Moore got riled up, man. Yeah, okay. like I said, so he gonna have to do look, he's not gonna do all ten, y'all. Like nah, he's not, not, he nah, might do, do four. He half. might do he might he, Don't do that long. He's gonna get time served. Yeah. Um, you is know, it, he might do half his time. Yeah, you he know, might do four to five. Yeah. So is he serving in uh, a Canadian prison? No, he's going to no. do he's not, time California yeah. State Prison. California State yeah. Prison. He's, he's, he's not be, eating any Canadian bacon in prison. Hmm. Just, just regular bacon. Uh, oh, stop. Bacon. Oh, okay, I thought yeah. you were about to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but so... Good job. <laughs> I mean, just like, you know, 
Did I think it was excessive for Plaxico Burris to get all that time? Yeah, but, you know, he shot himself. Man, it's imagine new. shooting yourself and going going to jail. That's, that's add insult to injury. That's literally. tough. That's tough. But it's New York. They don't play. You know, regardless of the circumstances, <clears throat> you getting uh, like something like two years minimum off top, off top. And you know, he Man. shot himself. He shot in California. He shot somebody, and here is he is a foreigner, a dirty foreigner from Canada <laughs> with a gun. That's a hundred fifty pointer right and there. And I'm just telling you right now, like you can only feel but so far sorry for him because I, you know, if you know the person that you shot is coming to court, you better take that plea. Man. You know, but you know the wild thing is if it had happened here, yeah, you know, where you could have a gun, mm-hmm. you know, he might have done a year today, time served, he'd, he'd have been home by Christmas. <laughs> They made an example out that young man. Yeah, they did. Well, well, I mean, it's unfortunate because he has money. So that this goes to show you that having money, talk to him, does not necessarily guarantee that you're going to be out here uh, and represented correctly. He should have got one of those lawyers or attorneys off of the the show suits. He might have been in a better situation, like look, especially when the other person has more money. Come on, man. Look, he should have said, "Look, uh, I got I'm I got saying. a drinking problem. I'm sorry, Megan Stallion. I ain't mean it, you know." Uh, and throw himself on the mercy of the court. He thought he could go in there and win. I'm mad that because I seen somebody I seen somebody tweet and said that uh, kind of messed up. Somebody went to jail for ten years, and the person that got shot was twerking minutes after it was done. <laughs> Oh, I was like, that's, messed that's up. tough. Hey, the court hey. don't care nothing about that. You nothing. Had, you are a a a a foreigner with a gun, and you. What shot kind of it. foreigner was he? He's a dirty foreigner from Canada. <laughs> See. See, that's, Once again, that's two. That's, that's two. right. That's, and that's how I'm going to talk about. It. Like I said, don't be down here shooting our black queens in the feet. Man. Yeah, two. As mass- long as you ain't shooting people, you ain't a dirty foreigner. Yes. Yeah. But if you get to shooting black black women in the feet, especially when you're from Newfoundland, yeah, that yeah. that qualifies you as what, Jay Moore? A dirty foreigner. There you go. Yeah, he's, Watch he's, out for these Canadians. They be talking about all this other stuff. These Canadians be acting up. He's from Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> that's where Pharrell got the idea to wear that hat. <laughs> Out here oh, looking man. like the Mountie from a um, WWF show. Yeah, WWF too. You remember the Mountie? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Nas. Let's talk Nazir. Nazir was on Bill on the interview with Billboard, and he's basically pushing for older rappers to continue to rap and make music from his era, just like he's doing with Hit Boy. Uh, they had a sit down interview with him, and he said basically release your records. He said they're working on working hard on them expletives. I want to hear how people feel. I want to hear their art. He also says, I don't want to hear trends. I want to hear the art. So I, I didn't like the trends part kind of makes you sound get off my lawnish. But I'm not mad at him wanting to hear music from older MCs that want to put it out and just forget about the sales and the streaming and just put the art out. Because Ed Lover said that on Math Hoffa's mm-hmm. uh, show. He said he would love to hear another project from Wu-Tang, another project from Run DMC. Didn't care about the sales. It's more about hearing where the legends are. I can't go that far. That's what I was going to ask y'all. What do do y'all think about that? Because it's it's frowned upon in hip hop, I think. I don't think it's frowned upon. Everybody's uh, chef life isn't still fresh, so to speak. Okay. Uh, And we've talked about Wu-Tang as a whole, as a collective, as as the group that they are. Mm -hmm. As a nation. There we go. They're for the kids. Yep, definitely. And uh, I think we got, and we've talked about this, they've got three of them. Three. As a collective. Now, solo-wise. They got a lot. I'm I'm with that. But, I mean, some people got to know when when it's run its course. And I think some of these artists and groups are in that that category. 
That so has run speak. its course? It's run its course. I mean, you got in, you did what you were supposed to do, and and now just tore off of that stuff. What about what what about speaking to I think he's speaking to the freedom of them if they want to put records out, not worrying about how it's going to be received. You should, if it's though. going to stream. You should. Cuz at the cuz to your point, you said they've already they've had their moment, they've done. They've maxed it out, right? They've done what they've been to the pinnacle, they've been to Some the mountain. People have. Some people have, I mean, right? Nas, Nas has hit his second win. He had, but, but so what you're saying is everybody doesn't necessarily have. Everybody but we don't, not, have we don't ever talk about Nas's sales or right. what he's streaming. We I talk, don't. We talk about we talk about the actual artistic merit of the of what he's put out. The final mm-hmm. product every single time. This is like a Big Daddy Kane. In mm-hmm. my personal opinion, he doesn't have to do anything else. You know, him and Jay Z are around the same age. Doesn't even seem like it. Don't seem yeah, like it because they came out older. in in different eras, but. They are different type of artists. Yep. He was an artist for his time, and he can still make his money and eat off of what he was then versus trying to force himself to do something when he's just not there or prepared mentally or even have the want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Rather than just doing it because somebody wants you to. Yeah, I don't think, what you, you, think, Lo? I don't think you might should force it. That's that's the okay. main thing. You know, like if you, if you have it in you and you really want to put something out, then yeah, sure, do it. But some people are going to love Wu-Tang no matter what they put out. Agreed. You know what I mean? So for those people, that's cool. But for, I guess maybe for us that, you know, we're always looking for just high quality product. It doesn't necessarily, sure, we have our favorite artists, but we care more about the product being good than, I, I, I don't want to speak for everybody. Some. I want to speak for everybody, but I care personally more about the product being no, good. No, you preach it. I don't care if it's my neighbor who just made something fire or if it's inspect the deck like if it's fire it's fire you know i don't need somebody who has you know made stuff and then they haven't made stuff to force something to try to be relevant to that matter or you're just trying to get a check yeah that's what i mean like and and i understand that it seems like Nas is saying like just do it because you really want to do it just do it uh, and that's fine. If, but Nas if, doesn't have to rap to eat like some of these people. Maybe. Like, the, you know, there's there's more of a risk that some of these artists would take by putting out material. And maybe if their heart's not in it, nobody cares. And then they can't tour off it and they just wasted some time. Right. So from that aspect, for sure. But it, if I, but I, I agree with his sentiment in the in the sense of like, if you're feeling like, don't be afraid to. That yeah. part. Like, I, I, I agree with that part. But, you know, I don't want to hear somebody who's not interested in rapping just try to capitalize off their name again. You see, I put in Discord, that LL album is coming out. Oh, so yeah, it's, yeah, 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 it's, it's coming it. out. Which so one? The one when we were talking about YouTube. LL, yeah, it's coming out. So he actually has a single that he's working on. And when he was with Sway, there's a freestyle that's floating around. Um, this is of, the one that he said that he stopped doing? No, that's a, that was a Dre one. That was a Dre one. Okay, yeah. Never mind, never so this was the one that, you know, it was an idea and then it went away. Then it was an idea. Now it's now it's a real thing. There's a freestyle that he's been doing. He did it at Rock the Bells. It's a part of the single, I believe, that he's going to put out. And LL is a person that does not need the bread coming off this music. He's definitely not rapping for a check. So it sounds like he, he, will, fall, he will fall in the category to Lone's point about somebody that's just passionate and wants to pop back out again now i'm interested to hear how that turns out though i actually want to hear it as yeah, well me too That's, i be- actually want to hear it as well because you know let's just be real a lot of a lot of older artists have a hard time making music that transcends different errors that's mm-hmm. what he said he said that with sway he said he's paid close attention to that the evolution of it he mm-hmm. says he doesn't want to be the guy that's just and i'm paraphrasing here but you know that's just coming out saying I'm I'm the king and this is how we used you know to what, do it. He wants to make dope listen, records. LL Cool J could could get right back in his his uh 
rap ballot bag. Facts. And, and do do numbers. And be just fine. And he could actually use the same producers that he was using when he was doing it back then. Yep. And it would probably, it I would think probably it, still work. I think it would carry over. I hate rap ballads. Well, I, his, his ballads was that's a little different, though. He, I mean, I'm, I'm talking like uh, the joints he did with like... I know what you mean. Boys to Men. Yeah, and, that was fire. He's stalking I know that you young mean. lady. Yeah, that was See, still a good song. Yeah. I'm more so talking about the Eminem's rap ballads. Yeah. No, 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 no. Those are like uh, power ballads. <laughs> That's true. <They're> yeah. power <laughs> ballads. I feel like they should have been on a CD in yeah. the mail or something like those, that. Those should have been on over like the top. Meat, like yeah. Meatloaf should be singing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> those were Sylvester Stallone movie records. Yeah, I need somebody yeah. jogging. Top Gun, that. even. Maybe. Yeah, I don't need power ballads, man. Yeah, I don't like power ballads that are rock power ballads. Right. So we the, definitely don't definitely need an Eminem need... power ballad. Oh, man. I can't even see. Matter of fact, now I think about it, I don't want to see Rocky jogging to no Eminem power ballad. No, I'm cool. <laughs> and a new Eminem song where he's featured on somebody else's track is actually pretty solid. I was yeah. going mean, to go there in a minute, but yeah. Boy's still nice now. No, I We mean, ain't never said he wasn't. Yeah, he's still That's nice. That's the thing. We never said he wasn't. But Jay Moore, jump in on this, this concept of the. It's okay. Well, I just <laughs> want. The art, like, um, there's probably maybe three or four years ago. I, I knew it was when during the course of us doing this show, you know, where Razcast put out uh, Soul Nice 2. Yes. And then not too long, either before or after that, I remember Smith and Wesson, you know, they put out a record that yeah, I, I liked. That. Yep. You know, and so it's it's a that's situation a noise to where <laughs> artists have been doing this. Like, that's why I always get, you know, I don't want to say mad, but I feel some type of way. It was like, yo, why don't, you know, we need them artists back. It's like, they are out. They, they still make music, but yeah. you just don't check for it because you can't hear on the radio and you don't know what to check for because there's no such thing as rap city in the basement what anymore. If, what if I was to argue that, first of all, your, your examples are correct. Goody Mob dropped an album in 2021. Sure did. Yeah. To good point, Long. It wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. But wasn't what, great. what soured Goody Mob were the albums well World Party mm-hmm. Absolute Trash and then uh, CeeLo went on to do his solo stuff which was really good Fire then he teamed up with Danger Mouse and they created Gnarls Barkley Fire that was a good run and then Goody Ma were still releasing albums at that time though. they put out an album called One Monkey Don't Stop they Us. sure did I, I didn't need I, that I know one. somebody there was somebody at my job that was talking about man you, that, you should, that album was underrated uh-uh. I was uh-uh. like no it was not I don't think so nah I don't honestly well never mind I'm not even anyways let me, yeah. let me ask but, but my thing is it's like if I not that they would take my advice they need to listen to me at all but you know LL talked about I don't want to chase trends right and I think that was something that people should take to heart if you're an artist from mm-hmm. a previous generation is like you got to look at it like this man make records for the people who loved you initially Razzcast wasn't trying to get no new friends right. new fans with Soul on Ice too, he made records for me when I remember listening to Soul on Ice is the first one in my dorm room, you know, in the nineties. Like he was trying to satisfy, Absolutely. like make make things to impress your original hey, fans. Target because you're never going to get on commercial radio, you know, with you being you. It, it sounds crazy. Yeah, you know, same thing with Wu Tang. You know, I don't know what you they're going for. You know, I. Ghostface still makes music for people who loved Iron Man. Exactly. And that's why that's why I feel like it works. I'm confused if I get Ghost and Ray on trap beats. With the Migos. No, you don't want to do that. I don't need no. I don't I don't want as a fan. Unless it's a unless it's a parody track. Yeah, like you know I, what I'm I don't know. Make sense for them. I don't know if I need that or if I want that. Like I'm not saying it's gonna tarnish their legacy, but it's like it was unnecessary. I don't I don't I don't need that. Well there's certain y'all artists y'all could have kept that is what I'm yeah. saying. Y'all could have kept that. There's certain artists who have actually laid the blueprint for the type of artist you should pretty much grow into. Okay. Jay Z being mm-hmm. one of those, Nas, Fonte, 
Mm-hmm. Fonte makes grown man hip hop now. You know what I'm saying? If he if kinda it always has, really. yeah, kind of always it, yeah, has, he's never made but, really trendy. But stuff. it 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 uh, speaks to his fan base, though. He I would say I would say Big Boy as well. He's evolved. Yep. Big Boy's evolved. Killer Mike. Killer Mike. These are people that that know how to hone into their core fan base and continue to still do top notch music and still pull in some more fans. Yep. No, and that's by staying true to themselves. That's the thing with these these Nas records. He's made these records for the those of us who listen to Illmatic in '94, and then listen, were very critical of it was written, but then came back and was like, "All right, okay." Mm-hmm. And then we're super excited when Nas's light came out, yeah. and then we, you know we had the same level of criticism back then when he was chasing a trend when he did the song "You Won't See Me Tonight" with Aaliyah, which we yeah. hated. Um, or the Nostradamus single. Oh yeah. my god! So, you know, because when you're when you're at that part of your career, it makes sense for you to chase the trends. But <laughs> yeah. at this point, like, there's not one single program director in this country who's like, mm, I wonder what Nas is doing. Let me check out because the, they don't care. Tim, let me play devil's advocate to what you said about there are artists out here that are doing it. The reason I, the reason I was going to pose this question is, what about the more top tier artists that aren't doing it? When I say top tier, I'm talking about the I, Rakim, Kane. You don't see those guys popping out a lot, making records again. Now, yep. Smith and West and them, Razkaz, I get it. But I'm talking about the cream of the crop guys well, from because the they, they, There was a point in the game when they were they were very much at the top. And we've talked about how there are certain artists that can eat super well just based off that nostalgia wave. True. Okay. And Tribe did it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm what I'm saying with, with Big Daddy Kane, KRS, KRS uh, is another uh, big, one. you know, rock him. They could come. They could never record another song. But if they have that passion, yeah, to record more music, <clears throat> I'd then be they here should, for it. They should work on. They should go ahead and do it. But don't. My whole thing is like I don't want to hear you try to chase whatever's trendy. I want you to do what you did to make us love you initially. I understand there's an evolution of things, and maybe you have different things. You to can say. follow. You can follow the evolution of your style. Talk yeah. to it long. Talk but, to him. But for you to be like, okay, who produced uh, these sexy red records? Let me go ahead and, and, and you know, I want to find out who produced Pound Town, and then I want to hear Rakim rhyming over, you know, production from the person. But at the same Pound time, Town. but if he goes out and he works with Black Milk and he works with Odyssey and he works with Knots, that's it's, different. They come from that tradition. You know what I mean? It's they gonna, come from and that it's going to sound good. Agreed. Because there's it's. I always look at the operating system concept when you get an update or an upgrade on something. There's ways that you can do that and apply it to your sound, still be you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't have to lose yourself. You can still update your sound. I think as producers, we do that. I think that is what's missing in a lot of that era, mm-hmm. and and the, and the artists that don't succeed very well mm-hmm. uh, in the when they try stuff again is they. It's not that they don't follow trends. It's that they don't follow like the trends within their own genre. Mm. In their subgenre, their niche genre, you know what? What are the boom bap dudes doing now? Right. You know, like what? Work with those people. Work with the mm. hot producers that are like really hot in that particular small niche, and I think then they could do well. That's what Nas did with Hit Boy. Agree. Yeah. You know, because one of the worst times people trying to step out and. And, and try to be, I was just the king of this, and you should respect. Like, because Run DMC did put out an album in the 2000s called Crown Royal, and it's absolutely horrible. 
Wait a minute now that that had no you're right. I oh, never mind. No, I was about to say, what do you mean wait? You're right. Never mind, never mind. You know what? I got if you listen to something else. DMC is not even really on the album. You're right. You're right. I I was thinking of something else, but I got caught running all these alternative rockers at the time and they had a song called Queen's Day that was kind of decent, but it was just like it was like, you know, and that song Let's Stay Together with Jagged Ed. It was all cringeworthy, the whole project. Yeah. They were they were just uh they made a good song with Jacket Edge and decided they wanted to try it again and it just didn't No, work. that came after. Did it? Yep. I'm tripping because I think yeah, I think that came after. Oh wow. That's oh. how that's how the the initial I think relationship started from that track well. they did on Crown Royal. But it's just what like like I said, when I remember I remember sitting and listening. I I somehow got I I was in radio, so I didn't buy a lot of stuff at that time. I would get promos. And I remember I was like, Oh, new run DMC album and I was like Disgusted. I was yeah. <laughs> I, was disgusted. Disgusted. I was disgusted by the L. Cool J album Goat. Disgusted. I almost said again that one had, and then I was like, I can't remember I was records what, on what that. was on that record. There that's, had to be a lead that's single. A song with a video where he's got like a panther or something, right? Stop. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. Don't do I that. I hate him, man. Man, there was there was a video with L. O. Cool J, and he's walking around with like a tiger or something. Yeah, I, I mean the, yeah, name of the, the album, yeah, that was, album was probably, walking I'm, with a panther. Yeah, but that wasn't. Oh, that was yeah, nowhere yeah. near the goat. You, but that no. was the uh, <laughs> no. I'm that type of guy video. Hold on, when did this come out? Because my like LL's goat, the goat was like 97, 98. Closer yeah. to 2000. It when, came out after Phenomenon. Yeah. No, it? no, no, not the goat album. When did the one with him and this big animal come out? <laughs> like 90. <laughs> no, Walking 90? With the, no, Walking with the Panther came him? out in 89. Was it 89? Him with this big yeah, animal. Okay. No, so it ain't the one that I'm talking about then. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm that type of guy video is when he had the Panther <laughs> in the video. Is that a newer, like in nah. the late 90s? That no. was the. Nah. nah. Maybe you're talking about when he turned into the shark. No, my head is walking around, man. <laughs> what he turned into this? This shark? is like one of the memories that is definitely cemented it's a core in my memory. head. It's like in there, and I can't relate it to walking anything because it doesn't make any sense at all. Is eighty nine, my brother? Yes, yeah, no. that's the only time I remember. I wasn't watching L.O. Cool J videos in nineteen eighty nine. Go came out two thousand, sir. Yeah, so I, I had to have been off that album. Ten had he because that's got a no. Ten, I had ten. I can. It was like with. a CGI tiger or something. I don't know. Maybe go, it was, go wasn't it. I don't know. Like, I imagine like, that was a single featuring LaShawn. Lone knows LaShawn. Uh, I, I went to school with a LaShawn. We all did. How you, how you say that, Terry? Forget about it. There it is. DMX and Method Man. That was a single. You and me featuring Kelly Price. Who cares? What else? I'll we be have? honest. That was probably LL's worst record after um, 14 Shots. Bad. It's all bad. Right, well, all right, man. So much. And he named it yes. Goat. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a far shot. So be careful with expired time. And his time it wasn't expired, but yeah, it still kind of fits. Just you know, he missed. Yeah, it was, it was a big miss. Happens. It was. I'm talking ball. about. I'm talking about <laughs> missed you know, long. Sometimes your rhythm's just not in it. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. All right. Juicy J, Juicy J posted a tweet that caught my attention. Uh, being a producer, or just being an artist, creative. He said, "Peace and love." Three six uh, to to three six mafia. Try that again. All right. You, you want, you want me to go? No, again? I just want you to read it again. <laughs> Peace and love to 3-6 Mafia. Great to witness our music still going strong like it never left. LEF. People across the world sampling and remaking songs that we are great. We are grateful and we thank you all. Greatest group of all time. Hashtag. But Juicy J is basically saying that he loves that people are sampling and remaking 3-6 um, Mafia records. Now, That's all, cool. the, but the artists from what, what do you think the difference is? Because the artists from the 70s, 60s and 70s. They seem to have, you know, some not of the artists, of not well, not all of them, but I, I feel like it's more with the artists of that era that 
have an issue with the sampling versus a lot of these nineties R and B groups. Exactly <laughs> they like it's cool. Is it the bread? I think because a lot of those artists from the seventies, sixties, seventies, maybe in the fifties, they didn't have their paperwork together. Ah. So even when somebody sampled them, there there are people who've had their music sampled and they don't even have to ask the artist because somebody else is administering their actual masters and their publishing. You know, it's different with Juicy J and and DJ Paul because you got to call them directly and mm. they get a nice percentage of whatever you do. You know, they're, you know, all the stuff that gets sampled from Parliament Funkadelic, that doesn't go to George Clinton. That's a good point. Now, he's he's never been one to, like, look Brown down upon, on people. You know, yeah. he's worked with a lot of, especially on the West Coast, those artists, and because they've shown him love, and they've actually been able to create new work together, you know. Oh, but, they definitely took care of me. That's but, facts. you know, like, there are a lot of these artists, they see, like, okay, you're going you're gonna to sample my music. Um, and plus, they didn't see the vision at the time either, because it's like, okay, this this what is this trendy stealing. rap stuff they just there was the whole stealing, everything yep. samples just seemed like stealing and mm-hmm. and it wasn't actually part of the creative process of music and so there was a reason to look down on it at one point but now you know if you're an artist and you say oh jay-z wants to sample me word okay i'll be able to put my kids through college always so mm-hmm. off of that where do i sign exactly so i think partially because back in the day the artists did not have their paperwork together and so they weren't even reaping the benefits of being sampled and also, they didn't see the vision. You know, they didn't see how if these records continue to make money over a long period over, of time, you know, like yeah. and it's, just stack about, up. You know, just think about it. With uh, you know, we talked about it in the Transformers movie, right? Like you had the um, um, Biggie Small song in the in you know whoever he sampled, they got a check too. Yep. And here, you know, this song is almost thirty years old based off of a song that might have been 15 or 20 years old, generating more money for you. But, you know, in 1987, you couldn't see far, that far down the line to where, like, this could be mailbox money for me if I just go ahead and let these artists sample my But music. you hear about artists that I assume, now I don't know, but I assume have their paperwork and stuff together. Stevie, for an example, you got to go through hell. To sample one of his records. Well, he just says like Steve. No, he wants he wants to because he wants to know control. what it's about creative control. To, right. You just and can't all curse too much. It can't right. be. It can't be something. Aretha Franklin was that way. Yeah, but like, that, Prince was that way. Prince was that way. But that's just you know that's them saying okay you can't do this to it. Uh huh. You know I'll st- I'll I'll clear it if you if you change this that and the third. Right. You, you know. I still want to have some input on my artistry. Once again, you're talking about three people. They own. Yeah. No, they, no. I'm just saying if we want to do era, uh, era comparisons, you know, and I be, think they understand. They and it's different genres too. You know, because Stevie, he's cleared a whole bunch of stuff. Yes. Yeah, if he's it's done been the right featured way. Featured on Travis Scott's album. True. True. Uh, he's he's done harmonica and, and played some instruments on other artists. Albums. You know, but he heard me and my B from from Notorious B.I.G. is like, oh no, I'm not clearing that. Yeah. I could dig it. I see. I see your point. I mean, Juicy look the way I'm reading this tweet. It's like a badge of honor. Like, hey, y'all keep going. I mean, you got to listen. You know, y'all. So we're, we're talking about Stevie. We're we're talking about Stevie Wonder's content and Juicy J's content. Well, I just threw we it. have one artist that says "slob on my knob" <laughs> for, for you know. Yeah, what I'm I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Somebody Versus, else bought. You know, he he wrote "ribbon in the sky." Come on. So <laughs> so 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 my been. my expectations for this sample that that you're doing. Mm. He doesn't care. It's just like, just cut the check. Yeah. Yep. You can have it. Gotcha. Well, initially, like, Michael McDonald was not happy about regulators. regulators. 
Yeah. You know, but now I've seen, you know, Warren G has come out at Michael McDonald shows. Yeah. Oh, they bet and chopped it up. Because the song is huge. Sting yeah. gets paid point long, literally point. every day mm-hmm. off of Missing uh, You. Missing You. Yeah. Every you know, day. You know, because a lot of times. Not based upon plays. No. No matter day. what. <laughs> every day. No every matter what. Day. Yeah. Yeah. He verified I see, that. I see your point. It's just. I don't see it too often. Hey, we getting sampled out here. It's cool. But to your point, it's a check. And it's also, I guess it enhances your legacy because it's always going to be flipped and it'll be around. So you can look at it too I think far. I, we getting I the bread I and still, it's legacy. I think personally, I would still want to have kind of the Stevie Wonder approach, energy approach to, it. approach to it because I would want to kind of not necessarily police, but monitor mm-hmm. what my stuff is doing, even though somebody else is using it. Even though I'm getting paid, what you think, Long? You 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 more on the bag side, or you more uh, about you know, the approach that Terry just said, the Stevie approach? We'll call it. I understand both approaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the important part is just. I, no, I think I probably lean more towards Stevie's the Stevie side. Yeah, because I'm sure you don't want it. Uh, yeah. MAGA sampling your uh, no, not at your, all. Your new uh, proud to be an American beat. No, I don't. Yeah. Right and. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I The only thing that I would say to add to what you guys have already said mm-hmm. uh, would be, even though he says this, just make sure that if you do sample 3.6 or Juicy J, uh, that you still get clearance from him. True. Um, and that you're still following suit with everything because even if he... It's not an open invitation to just... No, oh, no Juicy J and them got lawyers, so they know how... They definitely they got lawyers, 100%. Yeah, so it, it, do you do your due diligence. It's one of those things where, yes... Fine, seek them out. Just make sure that you do follow up. Yep. Um, if this if this is you, and also you know, like I'm almost one hundred percent certain mm-hmm. that Juicy J and DJ Three Paul. Six Mafia does not have one hundred percent ownership of everything that they've done because they may have also sampled stuff as well. Right. They have, and so you have to. There are some known samples, but for sure. But you have to, you have to keep those things in mind as well. Like that's a good point. And just because an artist says, "Hey, you can use my stuff," it doesn't, you know, is it owned by a label? Because if the, if an artist says that, cool, the label still owns half of it or, or a, a, a percent percentage of it that you still have to clear. So. Yes, it's cool that he says this, but at the same time, just make sure you're still doing your due diligence and you're following up. And, you know, I think it's, sampling is a lot easier now than it used to be. And, uh, you know, especially with stuff like Tracklib and stuff like that, you know, they make it easier. Um, but still do your due diligence. That's Absolutely. good advice. Yeah, that's good advice. I'm, I'll, like you said, Terry, I'm, I'm, I think I'm with you guys on the, I guess, the Stevie approach. But Long makes a good point when he says you can see both sides because. I mean, this is clearly about <laughs> they trying to run it up. So I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. No, yeah. I'm not mad. I at mean, it most either. of the, I think to, to your point too, like most of the time I probably would not care, mm-hmm. but there's just, there's that one or two time where it's just this one artist that I just don't like. Yeah. And you know, like mm-hmm. whatever they're about, their persona, whoever they are, I was like, no, you cannot. No, no. So I don't want, I would never let it just be a blanket statement. Like yeah. Cause that. you know, Prince didn't clear the original sample for, um, Nasty boy from Notorious B.I.G. But, oh, yeah. but for whatever reason, he he cleared um, the sample for what's your phone number? Mm-hmm. Oh, for yeah. Tupac. For Tupac. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yep. That's hey. Mike's favorite that, song. Yeah. No, that's the worst song on the album. Uh, yeah, it's the worst song. Point. Easily the worst song on the album. Um, <laughs> Should have been on Art of War. Uh, 
Shout out to Juicy J at 36 Mafia. They, they, they get into that bag and they do have a catalog that is getting flipped. Yeah. But Lone, you know, I can think of Willie Hutch off top. Juicy yeah. J got some of the best Willie Hutch flips I've ever heard. But that is going He's to get chopped down. More than once, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, that to Lone's point though, that's definitely gonna get chopped down. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when it's time, we'll just say that. Yeah, your splits are gonna be crazy if you some some of these people you sample them. Some of your favorite producers, like that one time they used the sample. Yeah, yeah, your splits are gonna be real nasty. Yeah, you better find yep. a way to perform that song. <laughs> you ain't getting no money from the mechanicals. You can believe that. Nothing, not a zilch, a zero. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna do it for, the, for this episode newoldheads.com for all the education you need if you see it like it subscribe share uh, we appreciate the support as always and we will see y'all next week peace yeah bye